Okay, I'm recording, but I started it kind of in the middle, so That's I feel fine. like this is going to be... What are we talking about? Do you know there, you can see that on everybody's. Yeah, that's it. You're a really good snapper. I can't do that good. The Ooh. trick is really dry fingers. No. <laughs> I bet Donald Trump would be a great snapper. Welcome to Interface. My name is Andrew Lilgen. With me this week are Chase Muso and Ian Fuchs. Today we're talking about the social acceptability of tech. So, Ian, when was the last time you wore headphones on your neck and everybody in a meeting gave you dirty looks? <laughs> uh, before Christmas. Before I got my AirPods. Before Christmas. Um, oh, but wait, wait. Cigarettes for your ears. So in, po- so in post-AirPod world, you no longer get dirty, wo- dirty looks? I never got dirty looks to start with. Like, so, I, let's... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the argument here is that some one of us who shall rename nameless—it's me. <laughs> it's me. Doesn't think it's acceptable to have any technology showing in any form when you go into a meeting, and then based no, on no, 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 it's not that. It's that. Let me speak. Putting for you, away please. yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's putting. It's that putting away yourself by taking your headphones off so that people can't see them implies that it sends the message to them that you're going to devote your attention to them and you're not looking or waiting for any distractions to occur from outside. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. So, like, if you have your cell phone sitting on the desk, face up. If face up is like the worst offender because it's like I'm just waiting for this little screen to like ping me and tell me something that's more interesting. Than this shitty conversation we're having. Face down is a little different, but that way, like, you know, but it's still the same sort of thing. It's the idea that like whatever's going on here, as soon as it makes a noise, is going to be more important to me than the conversation we're having. And then headphones are the same sort of thing. It's like saying this meeting interrupted the very important podcast I was listening to, and I cannot wait to get back to it. Like the second we're done here, I'm putting these things right back in my ears. And, <laughs> and I guess I I understand where you're coming from with that. But and again, I, I had said this. You know, we were discussing this in Slack, and I was explaining how right I was and how wrong you were. And the idea—I don't think that's how it went down. I'm pretty sure it was the other way, actually. That I think part of it is situational, uh, and and the people you're with. And I also think part of it is the the culture of the workplace that you're in or the place that you're at. Um, like, I, like I had said before, like I'm not going to go meet with the president of the college and have my phone in my hand and my headphones like dangling around my neck because that, Yo, that, dog. that feels unprofessional. And it's like, I'm only here for two seconds, but like for me, a lot of times when I go to meetings, I have to walk across campus. I have my music playing yeah. or whatever while I'm walking over there Yeah, and I go into the meeting and I pull the headphones out of my ears and when I was using, and this this is more with Bluetooth headphones, and I think that's really where it all kind of springs from, is the the earbuds that are connected by a cable. I would pull them out of my ears, and then I would hang them around my neck. And part of that was because I didn't want to tuck them in my pocket because it's uncomfortable. I didn't usually have my bag with me. I usually just brought a laptop or my iPad. And so I would just hang them around my neck, and mm-hmm. I let them sit there. I'd usually power them off, so they're just there. They're not blinking. They're not playing noise. They're not doing anything. They're just there. They, at that point, they just become a passive thing that says, I was outside. I was listening to this, and now I'm not. And I'm here. I'm paying attention to this meeting. And by being a respectful person and being a t- an attentive and contributing member of the conversation, I'm communicating a lot more than I can't wait to put these headphones back on. Now, if you're just sitting in the back co- corner of a room and you have the headphones around your neck and you're on your phone and 
doing other stuff like that, like you're very clearly not paying attention. That yeah. sends a much stronger message than just having the headphones hanging there. And there's nuance to this, right? Because I mean, you guys brought it up where if you are, you know, you're like a stakeholder or someone like that has something to be lost or gained in the meeting, then you obviously will have more incentive to sort of drop all other distractions. But if you're like there on a, you know, because you have to be there and you're like in the back of the room and no one cares if you're there or not, like then you might be checking your email or something. So why would you treat your coworkers with less respect than you treat the president of the college? It's not a matter of less respect. It's a matter of the culture within our department that if I'm in a meeting with people that I work directly with, my presence and my contribution to the conversation is, is showing the respect. It has nothing to do with, but doesn't that with apply the when you meet with the president as well? Typically, if I'm meeting with the president, I'm doing that because in trouble. Well, not not even that I'm in trouble because I I could definitely go in and, and still have the headphones the on, my, office. on my neck. And I and I <laughs> have, yeah. please report to the president's office. I have I have actually met with the vice president with headphones around my neck, and no one seems to care because it yeah. it really isn't unacceptable in our in our work culture. It's just a matter of usually I'm not expecting to go there and I'm called yeah. away. And because I don't have to go anywhere other than outside of my office down a little hallway and then to their office, I'll just take them off and leave them at my desk because I'm, I'm not making the walk where I I'm listening immediately before going in the meeting. Yeah. So I totally agree that like contributing to the conversation and being engaged in the meeting is the best way to show respect for that. But also like your physical appearance and what you are showing to people has a huge, uh, it can have a huge influence, but it also is just another way of signaling to people that like you are ready to be engaged and prepared to talk to them, be, to be a part of the meeting, right? Like yeah. definitely the most important way of doing that is by actually having a conversation, but we send lots of little messages all the time based on our appearance and how we act and what we do right. and what we decide not to, what, what we decide to show and what not to show. And so, so here's, here's the thing where I think, not even like headphones or not what you're wearing becomes a bigger message, but things like, did you bring a computer to the meeting or an iPad to the meeting? If you did, is it closed unless you're opening it and taking notes or is it up and you're doing God knows what else? I mean, like I I made the example, like I've sat in meetings before where there's say five people at the table, six people at the table and three of them are on, on their iPads. One is doing iMessage and email the other one is shopping on Amazon, and then the other one is taking notes. And again, it as soon as you're detached and doing something else in the conversation or in that meeting, the the people who are not paying attention or not actively participating and doing whatever else on their iPad fall out of conversation in the meeting. So it's it's never a single thing that's the the message that says I'm not paying attention. It's a compounding of you now have technology. Yeah. You're utilizing that technology not to contribute to or take something from the meeting, but instead to take yourself somewhere else to do other things. And then now you're not contributing to the meeting. So then you sit there and you ask a question and you stare at everybody and wait for a response and realize that no one's actually paying attention. They're all doing something else. And you've just spent 10 minutes talking to yourself. Yeah, but yeah. you hit the nail on the head when you said it's a compounding thing. But so that, that's my point. Having headphones hanging around my neck. That you're clearly if, not using. That I'm clearly not using. If everything else I'm doing is showing that I'm contributing, the headphones become irrelevant. They're, so they're, I, at that point, they're earrings, they're a necklace, they're a wristwatch. Like, they are not doing anything 
to prevent me from being an active participant in the meeting. It's simply that my neck is a pretty good place to hold a pair of headphones that are hanging on the cable. No, so. no, no, I'm not saying that they're preventing you from doing anything. Like the fact that you don't have them in your ears is a pretty clear indication of that. What I'm, right. I'm saying that instead sends the message that you are less interested in the meeting than you are in thinking about either what you were listening to or going back to listening to it or that kind of thing. It, eh. it says it wasn't important enough for me to take my headphones off. But I, but I did take my headphones off. That's the difference. Is no, you took them out of your ears but, and put them but, where they were But that is off. <laughs> Like if, now, if I pull them out of my ears and I do one of these where I hook them over the top, uh-huh. which I have done before, and uh-huh. you can't well, who see are you trying to insult when you did that? But I, I've done that. Like that to me says I can't wait to put these back in because they are yeah. as close to my ears as possible. But so I, to me, the the physical difference between yeah, be really them rude. hanging around my neck. Well, I, I typically like somebody comes and asks me a question when I'm at my no, desk. no, yeah, no, no, I, right. yeah. Like it's not like if you're in a meeting like that. I would no, like I would you punch me and throw me out of the meeting. Yeah. Throw the headphones out of the meeting, at least. No, but if so I take all, them out and hang around my neck versus take them off and put them in my pocket, effectively, to me, that sends the same message. I'm no longer wearing these headphones. They are no longer on my like. They're no longer a distraction to me. I so I think that yes, I that's your signal of telling people that right, and I think that you're both right. I think I think Andrew, you might be weighting things a little too heavily, and I think that Ian. It's not like I think you get that there's a cost associated with. So if you take out your headphones and you wrap them, leave them wrapped around your neck, you're clearly not using them. And let's right. say you're just like in a meeting with your peers, right, or something. Right. right? And, and, so and like I think meeting culture supports having your headphones around your neck or whatever. I think there's a cost associated with. It. I think you're right, Andrew, because it's just like if you come dressed appropriately and looking like you know whatever whatever your ca- like workplace casual attire is or whatever happens to be right. If you dress on the more professional side of it, people will take you slightly more seriously, whether they you know whether you're acting more seriously or not like there's a there is a cost associated with what you choose to wear and how you present yourself although in your case ian i think like wearing your headphones around your neck that you're clearly not using like the cost is super minimal right like it's like you're paying a very 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 small cost if right. you like had them wrapped under your ear or you're like waiting to check on them like that's obviously then it's right. like or then you have a literally compounding issue or or another another example of something that i have done when somebody's approached me is just pull one out yeah and i may pause what i'm listening to yeah but only having one headphone out, that to me sends a message like, I'm here, I'm listening, and I'm giving you at maximum one ear's worth of attention, 50% of my attention. I can so, see that sending that kind of message. Leave it, to, leave it in meetings first. I think, I think the dynamics between a, like a one-on-one conversation are totally different. But well, right. Yeah, I agree. It, so in, a, in the meeting, though, I think the best, if you want to send the best possible message, you would do the clear, like sort of clean slate. You come in dressed however you want to be taken, like what level of seriousness you want to be taken and then have your tech all put away completely. Like right. headphones in your bag pocket. Right. Away. And so I, so I don't think it like, like if, if you have your headphones on your neck, I don't think you're saying, or I, I don't think it's like a huge deal, but it is like, it's part of that compounding thing where it's, it's a, a small, small stuff. it's a part of it, right? It's a part of right. the larger picture, right? Right. And I mean, and I've seen even, even in myself, um, you know, like when I would go into a meeting before, it, like there was a time, I don't know what you guys think. Like I felt like maybe five or six years ago where it was, it was in vogue to have your tablet or something, right? Like, Oh, tablets are new and cool. Right. Everybody who has one should be like showing off their tablet. In right. The meeting. You want to, you want to show that you have the cool new Dell streak or whatever. Yeah. And it was oh, laptops. So were, cool. The, so the, cool. The laptops were the same way before that. Tablet. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about your streaking Dell. And I love those cheap plastic and, edges. And, Andrew, like you pull up your whatever your iPhone album, Wisconsin Dell's streaking. There it is. There it is. Here it is, guys. This is great. <laughs> Never has water and nudity been more fun. So, um, <laughs> I disagree. Oh my god. So anyway, um, yeah. So I think it's like those the t- having the tablet with you is in vogue. So it was it was like 
more acceptable, right? And even right. protect might may have given you a bump, right? If you had it at those times, right? I think we've come full circle, and the novelty of everything is pretty much worn off at this point. Like, even smartwatches are every, like ting ting. Everybody's got a smartphone. Pretty much everybody's got a tablet or a laptop. Like it's, everybody it's, has a smartwatch. Everyone who has reading. wants one has one, right? Like. Okay. We're all, for we're, I think we've arrived at this point, like with our current state of stuff. Like we have yet to have somebody come in wearing a Hololens in the meeting, right? Like no one or no one's wearing like any like just a wait active AR display. The, that the engineer who developed is going to come in one day and he's going to have replaced all of your faces with like his family members or something. That's oh, terrible. <laughs> so if that guy doesn't have any family members, so it's going to be like waifus. So anyway, so that's I would say something like that, like more like vision augmenting stuff is probably the next thing. But we're not there. Yet. So I think. The stuff that's like you know out there today, I think we've come to terms with what's acceptable, and that is if you have a phone out and flipped over face down, that's sending signal like, hey, I'm I'm waiting for something, but it's not. I don't. I'm not waiting for anything. I have something in particular I'm waiting for, right? But if you have your if your um, computer or tablet out and you're not taking notes and you're just sort of dorking around, then you've checked out, and people can tell when you've checked out. Right. So the same is true mm -hmm. phone. So a related question before I go on to uh, something related to wearing stuff on your face. Um, Yeah. So for me, and again, my experience is, you know, different from everybody else's experience. I wear a skinnier type of pant. I carry a giant phone. No, no. So this, this is, it's, it's very true. So I go to a meeting and the first thing I do is pull my phone out of my pocket because I don't keep my phone in my front pocket. I keep it in my back pocket. Yep. But I'm not going to sit on my phone because Ben Gate and or Benghazi, whatever they were calling it with the iPhone six. Benghazi. And, and so, so I pull it out and I people died. I always set it on the table. So I think I think even even the act of There's emails on that phone. If your phone sitting up sitting out face down, I think that sends a pretty clear indication, like screen side down, that this is just sitting here and this is just a shelf for my phone right now. Yeah. You know it's versus you know it's interesting. versus like if you take it and it's sitting face up then you're, yeah. you're saying, I'm waiting for the right distraction to show up on that screen to take you know, me out of this meeting. Real quick. So you know, really, it, no, real quick. I have to add this because I do the same thing that you do, Ian. But I do the – instead of setting it on the table, I slide it my – balances it right on its edge. I, I balance it. No, I, I take mine and I actually like slide yeah. it under my leg so it's between my leg and the, and the chair. That way I can feel it when it vibrates like, mm. um, you know, like it's right behind my knee. Right. And so that, but nobody else can see it. And so or then I can still desk. subtly check it. What? Or leave it at my oh, desk. Oh, you can do that too, but like, there's a lot. I mean, I feel like I have enough of a passive emergency monitor going on. Like, did my kids just go to the ER or whatever? So, like, I always have my phone on and I have it at least on vibrate. So, that's a hardcore emergency. Well, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. I have, like, I, ha I just never have my phone. I'm not without my phone when I'm away from my family. But Correct. when I'm at home, I come and set my phone, like, on the table and walk away. Like, yes. I try not to carry it and have mm -hmm. it in my hand. Yeah. Anyway, but so similar to Ian, though, I was just saying that there's there's yes. other and versions I, of that. So right? I, I used to do that mm -hmm. until like the fourth time I stood up and either left my phone sitting in the chair <laughs> as I walked away, and I would make it usually just outside of headphone range. And by that, I mean the plugged-in headphones that now have ripped out of my shirt or out of my pocket. <laughs> or or um, I've gotten up, and as I got up, it fell on the floor. And I'm always like, oh, shh. Shit, I just dropped my phone again. And you know and so what? That, you're going to lose your phone indefinitely with those AirPods. You're just going to be walking around with that excellent range in your office. Dude, you have no idea how good the range is. That's a separate topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, the way I think about it is that, like, we can all agree generally, nobody's happy to be in this meeting. 
right? We all want to get in, do the job and get out as quickly as possible. So let's just do the job we're here to do and get out of here. So yeah. no reason to be distracted, anything like that. Let's not even like talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Let's solve the problem. Let's go. Yeah. And then, so that means like, let's put all the distractions away. Just get rid of them entirely. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like kids with toys. If you really want them to sit down and focus on something, you don't like put it like just out of reach, but they can still say you just get rid of, you put it, it away. It's gone. Yeah. That's it. And I, right. so I, it's disappeared. Again, I think, and then, think and then also like when I'm in a meeting with though. my coworkers, like I want to show, it's my, I always want to show my coworkers my best side forward. And so that means that I want to show them in every way that I'm giving them my full attention. Overachiever. Yeah. Like I said, I think I think your your company culture, your your work culture makes a huge difference. So like like here we have very it's much not a my company though. Can I right, but, can but I, here we have lots of people who we have, don't do this. We have a total like committee culture where it's like let's have a committee about that and then meet every other day and then we'll have like a subcommittee of the committee that also meets every other day. So you end up in this like perpetual state of like meetings on meetings on meetings that are all about that's another meeting problem. and so like i said that's another problem so then in and yeah. yeah, so some of the solution to that is not to have your phone out it's to reassess the value of these committees well and yeah it's a different problem yeah. th- that's a different yeah. problem but in those situations i'm more likely to now have my tech with me because yeah. the meeting has become irrelevant and because i'm usually such a minimal stakeholder in the meeting but they've asked me to be there i'm there and i'm giving them just enough attention to answer a question if they have it but for the most part I'm just there doing doing the work that I should be doing at my desk somewhere yeah. else. I like the so idea. the other way that I solve that problem is by not going to meetings that I'm not have no reason to be at. Well. There's different you know like reasons within your own organization why you may or may not have to do these types of things. And like yeah. you know as being low man on the totem pole, which I mean, which describes all of us right at this stage in our career. Um, please, Chase, please. So I think yeah. I am the most important contributor to my organization. You you are such a snowflake. God, never change. <laughs> uh, no, I need to I, go to my safe place. I, a lot of that. God, don't <laughs> down that hole. Um, yeah, I think that it's that there's a lot of it that's sort of out of your hands, right? With the social component of it, like you have this obligation to do different things or be present at different things. But I can see why you know Ian's you're, like you're working on some other project during a meeting that you have a one percent interest in or something, or like right. you'll be you know needed, you'll be necessary to you know, contribute 1% of the time. Right. But also the culture component, right? Like you work at a college or you work at a university, right? So it's going to be a lot more, I don't know, lackadaisical. Like, right. I mean, yeah, there, there's much a much less strict um, strict professional culture, I guess, Yeah. for a way to yeah, say yeah. it. And so, so again, social acceptability of, of this stuff like very much depends on the social situation you're in or the situation you're in just as much as it does what the the actual act of it is and so so related and i, I didn't want to lose this because I, I have this like yeah no go in the front right now um where i drew the line was google glass <laughs> that's right for, did for you the, wear it to meetings i so right after i got it, it was so you're talking about like what's the thing that everybody has and and like you know and that, that becomes like mm-hmm. commonplace for people to have yeah the, but when, when the tablet was new everybody wanted to bring their tablet so when the google glass was new i would just have it on yeah, we wanted to bring the Google Glass, and and it took one meeting where somebody stared right at it for like half of the meeting before <laughs> I never wore it to a meeting again. And it was and it wasn't even like an important meeting; like it was like four yeah. or five coworkers trash like, committee meeting. Right. It was it was some some silly thing where I was I wasn't even a particular stakeholder in the meeting, but I was asked to be there because the whole yeah. department was there, and one of my coworkers just like kept staring at it, and I was like, nope, not going to wear this again because. 
Did you wink at him? Because I no got your photo. Got your uh, photo. Because yeah. for me, I could Worst tell. Interaction. I could tell that it was it was uncomfortable for them, and it was actually kind of uncomfortable for me to have it on. So I think. I mean, obviously, a lot of this comes down again comes down to the people so, you're around, so but you it just, also comes down to your own personal judgment and how good of a judge of social acceptance are you as a person for for this technology? So you draw the line at having stuff literally hanging off your face. Like, if there's something physically between me and the person I, I'm looking at, that's not okay. I think the difference is 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 it something personal versus something that's maybe like could could make someone else feel uncomfortable could impact them. Like if I'm taking a picture or recording a meeting of someone else and they don't know that like now they're uncomfortable because they don't know what I'm doing. Just like if you were to pull your phone out, like the way you hold the phone when you're texting or taking a note or looking something up versus the way you hold your phone when you're Snapchatting are usually very different. And the second that you lift your phone up and the camera's pointing at somebody, notice how their tone completely changes because socially you can draw that cue to say, I know that what you're doing right now is something to do with the camera. And that makes me feel uncomfortable. I can imagine you rotating your phone 90 degrees and everybody gets uncomfortable in photo time, (laughs) video time, video time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Video time. Yes. Um, And it's what can only be portrait. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Whatever yeah. arbitrary rules. And so, uh, yeah. um, it's funny. That was my nickname that, in college. <laughs> old, old AR. Oh, well, it's, here comes whole arbitrary rules. Make sure you use a coaster. Don't put your elbows on the table. <laughs> Mabel, Mabel, if you're able, um, uh, yeah, I don't have any elbows. So it was, that was embarrassing. God. <laughs> it's funny like to watch tubes. It's funny to watch, um, even our kids like, Aubrey knows when the phone, the camera is being pointed at her on the phone versus like just normal interaction with the phone. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if the, if the phone goes up and she thinks you're taking a picture, she's like cheese. Right. Cause it's just a normal thing to send so many pictures. Right. So yeah, it's weird. So another thing we've gotten really like kind of off We're in the off woods her. on this, yeah. uh, this workplace stuff. Um, what are other, I guess social situations or other situations just in general where the use of technology is or isn't acceptable. Um, obviously like barring legalities of things like where funerals. So sure. It, let's talk about that. Hey, wait, 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 let's take a break. Take a break and we'll talk about that in a second. So we're back. So is that before we break, I, I pose the, the quick question. Um, or not quick. Well, who knows how quick it is. Um, pretty quick. What are other examples of uh, situations, social or otherwise, where the use of technology um, is or isn't acceptable? And and what is it about the technology in those situations that makes it okay or makes it not okay? And and like, what is or isn't like? Can I bring my iPad to a funeral or a wedding, or should I only bring my phone? And you can only bring your iPad if you're like a spy and you're doing spy work on it, like while you're you know 100 feet away from the funeral, right. uh, behind a tree in the graveyard, or or if you're using it to like control the light show that's about to happen, that would be or a, like a it's a funeral, like, terrible macabre puppet show going. On. No, that's no. Um, I, I I was I was laughing be, whenever iPads. It'd like, be a sweet light show. when they come out? 10, 12? 2000, uh The first one came out in 2010. Yeah. 10. That's okay. Yeah, I remember when they came out, and so it was probably 11 or 12 when you started seeing them at concerts and right. public venues, and people were like holding this 10 inch oh tablet God. up in the air, taking right. photos, and I'm like, stop, stop, please, God, I know you have an iPhone in your pocket. What anyway. do they don't, though? 
I mean, maybe not, but it, still, anyway, that that whole thing was like that was like hinging on social inacceptability to me. I'm like, you're right. blocking the view of many people with that screen. You're literally holding up in front of their face, it's like you're holding a sheet of paper in front of the the show or whatever. Right. Uh, so. So another like Andrew said funeral like so what is it about a funeral is it is it the respect part of it are you not allowed to take pictures at a funeral take a selfie with the corpse yeah okay, go, that's go not do quite that. what I meant but <laughs> well wait, wait hold on you're asking why it's not well, okay so well, tell so, me why that's not okay so I, I I'm, I'm just wondering like can I if I'm sitting out in the the audience crowd I don't know whatever that the audience funeral audience <laughs> I don't know what the right word for that is. <laughs> Uh, oh, he's doing a in, very in, nice the, job in the congregation of individuals at the at the funeral. Can I not take a picture of the the day, the event? People have weird ways of like memorializing yeah, or internalizing day, those yeah. things. Um, a friend of mine passed away several years ago. They had um, like a friend of another friend of his was a street artist, graffiti artist. So they had huge pieces of like graffiti art that were on canvases that were set up behind the thing. So during the service, a lot of people were taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to commemorate during the, whole, the service to com- during, yeah. during the service to commemorate during the, the entire service thing. or during the funeral during the actual funeral service. Really? Because I w- that's I would draw the line at that. Like I say, like if you're at a funeral, by all means, like it, use your phone, do whatever you want. But like keep, try to keep it quiet. Don't be like, hey, let's take a selfie. I would, I would but, like, but like during the service, my God, pay attention to what's going on. I would argue now. I would think that it's probably way more a funeral. Something that's way more personal. Like if the person who's if this person whose service it's for would have been for it, I think you can make a justified argument that that'd be okay. That's sure. a little different. I mean, you, keep in mind, you only get one chance at one opportunity. One opportunity to get uh, one shot. To, Mom's to seize it, grab He's everything nervous. you got. <laughs> um, you only get the one chance at uh, at a funeral for somebody to to commemorate. Did you things. just dab? <laughs> so <Sorry. laughs> no, I'm just enjoying all this M M&M and M love. All right. So I, I don't know. Like is it, I said, I think funeral. I think taking a picture. It's so the other question is, if it wasn't a cell phone, if you had a regular camera. Would people feel yeah, different? Yeah, it feels better. I feel I feel there's an intentionality to having a, an actual camera out at different events that feels uh-huh. way less invasive, right? Because if you have you're your cell phone out, even if you're using it to take photos, you're, so there's still this chance that you could be doing something else there's, on it. There's an invitation for other distractions. Correct. And even if you're not, you don't have to be looking for them. They can just happen, right? This is the whole like issue with getting uh, lots of distract or lots of notifications anyway, because you can get sucked into like the notification like loop or cycle or whatever you want to call it. Um, but having me. a camera is really intentional and I feel like it's less offensive to someone because if photos are appropriate and you have a camera out, people are like, oh, they're taking photos and there's no question as to what else is going on. Sure. So it's two things there. One is it's disrespectful to the service that's going on, but also like it's distracting for everybody else. It's I'm exactly not saying you need to be like on the iPad shuttering there, right? it up like no, but you, right. like you stick your hand. Okay. So you're sitting down, right? Cause you're sitting down in the funeral and now in order to get above the people's head, you put your camera up high above your head and now all of a sudden you're distracted. You're like, you're just like, Hey, raise the roof I, with your camera. I think in this scenario though, like the one that Ian's describing, it sounds like the, this would be sl- less of a problem, but in general, I think you're right, Andrew. I think at a normal right. funeral service, it would be inappropriate to do that. Right. I was well, just right. this one that's got like, that's right. like art and stuff going on that people are doing it and it'd be okay. Yeah. But there's like a funeral and then there's like the service part of the funeral. And like, that is a time for like to be quiet and to pay attention to what's going on and not take a bunch of pictures with your phone or camera, whatever the hell else you got. I think most people agree with that. I'm just saying that this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not arguing that. 
It's the same thing at a wedding, right? Like, please do not stand up during my ceremony and take a bunch of pictures yourself <laughs> See, I, during during your vows. And I think, yeah, or like whatever. Like, I paid somebody a lot of money to do a better job, so you didn't have to distract everybody and make a big fuss while I was I think, married. Right? Thanks, I, com- I completely out. disagree. Yeah, like having having been through exactly one wedding of my own. <laughs> I was one hundred. I was one hundred percent for anybody taking pictures at any point in time, because the more pictures there are, the more opportunity there is to capture a special moment, and everyone wants the opportunity to capture a special moment, especially if it's family, if it's friends. I see one hundred percent no problem with today's episode of Interface brought to you by Kodak. <laughs> no, brought to you by We're the iPhone. Absolute camera manufacturer. Yeah, seriously. Polaroid. Um, um, no, I paid somebody to capture those special moments. I don't want a bunch of shitty cell phone pictures from my aunt way in the back who had to zoom all the way in, and now I've got all this blurry optical zoom on a picture just so she could have one that's not as good as the one my professional photographer took and also disrupted the wedding at the same time. I feel but, like but it's your, all about Does your aunt the on the way back to the room get a copy of your professional photo or the professional photos for you and Taylor? Well, in particular, she refuses to join Facebook, and so in this point, you may have it, you know, but... <laughs> No, I, mean, I, really, I feel like a, it's all about disruption, right? Like if Aunt What's Her Face yeah, wants to actually, take photos, it's fine. It doesn't matter. She can take all the crappy optical zoom photos she wants as long as it's not disrupting anybody. No one right, cares. So, so I think that's... But anyway, so let's get back to it. Like we're talking about what's interrupting people, like what's socially acceptable. Someone sitting behind everybody else taking photos is either a spy or there's other terms for that. But, um, you know, you, you largely don't... That's not it. Largely don't care <laughs> um, what they're doing because it's not impacting what you're doing. So in the meeting setting, right in a small group because meetings are, we generally were thinking like, what, like 10 ish people or whatever, right? Like that's a small group Ooh. setting. Um, and you can have, so wait, hold on. Is that what meetings are like for you guys usually? I mean, small. my meetings are like between five and 15. Oh, okay. I was, cause mine are typically more on like the five end of that scale. Oh yeah. 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 Ours, ours no, are typically there's, like there's... three to seven people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it 15, 10, 15? That's we, a lot of people. No, that's, have, that's way have, on the have, high We end. have a couple committees that are, <laughs> you, poor, you poor man. <laughs> God, you have no idea. Um, so that, so that's one scenario, right? And then there's this like these social scenarios where you're at funerals and weddings and different things, right? Like where is it okay to take photos and have your phone out? That's different. The thing that I'm that I'm personally I think is really intriguing is the one-on-one conversation. So and Ian brought this up earlier. So someone approaches you and you have headphones in, and this happens all the time, right? Because you have to constantly engage somebody. First of all, there's a cost with engagement, right? So if you're someone who's a little more on the like the timid side of thing, you don't want to interrupt or you know intrude. Even though the like I don't want to interrupt you, Ian. Although you may not care at all if I interrupt you. But I might see it as this, you know, an outsider like, oh, I don't really want to buggy in right now. He's got his headphones in. And so yeah. I know that in our office, and this was true in school, and it's true, um, you know, in Microsoft where I'm working now, having the headphones on is a little bit like a symbol. Hey, I'm, I'm heads down. I'm working, right? So, like, if you really need someone, you can bug somebody. Or I could send them a message. It's like a slightly less invasive way to do it because then I have the opportunity to, you know, react to that. But if you have your over the, like, over-the-ear headphones on, it's like, hey, this is my signal to you that I'm in the middle of something. But if you're just walking the hallway and you've got earbuds in, it's probably less consequential, and I feel less cost to interrupt you. Right. I don't know. Does that does that does that translate? Do you feel like people do that? Use the headphones as a signal, like, "Hey, I'm busy here." I mean, I th- I think that at least for again, culture, place to place changes, but the the jobs that I've had where people have independent time where they're working on their own thing, and other people approach, it's not uncommon for somebody to approach whether you have headphones on or not because. People need answers to questions. They don't want to wait yeah, an yeah. hour, two hours, four hours, or or worse, the thing where they keep checking to see if you're still wearing the headphones. Yeah, because now every time yeah. they've checked, I've been distracted and disengaged from whatever I was doing, and had they just bothered me the first time, I would have taken the headphones off. 
I say bother, right. it's a rude way to say it, but uh, right, had, but that's the problem. Had right? they, people had they it that way. pissed me off so damn much? Had they had they taken me out of whatever it was that I was doing the first time? Yeah. They wouldn't have distracted me the additional three or four times before they finally yeah. decided I'm just going to bother him or interrupt him, yeah. even though he has his headphones on, because ninety percent of the time, the thing they're they're coming to you about is a fairly short thing anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you take the headphones off, whatever, and and continue on. The thing about that is if you are interrupting somebody who has headphones on, you are not allowed to get angry if they want to continue doing the thing that they were doing before you interrupted them. Right? Like, so if I'm yeah. listening, if yeah, I'm sure. something, listening to my headphones, like, I'm going to keep, like, doing that thing until you are gone. I'm not going to give you my full direct attention right now right. because you interrupted me. Right? And I, I think I think that's a, a generational thing because I find uh, with some of my older coworkers that they'll come up and ask me a question. I'll take my headphones out. And I'll I'll do that exact thing. I'm going through email. I'm working on a project, whatever. And right, I'll be you're sort of like a painted, but going like back right, right. And I'm doing that. I'm doing that ping pong between yeah. my screen and them as they're talking. And I'm trying to understand everything they're saying, but also trying to not lose my focus on what I'm working on because there's that whole right, like train of thought. Right. Because once you get out of something, there's a few minutes of time that's spent getting back into it, and you yeah, it sucks to break flow, right? And yeah. and so I'm doing that back and forth, and and I can tell when when they get more frustrated. But then I have younger coworkers who will come up and interrupt me and I'll give an equal fraction of my attention that I would anybody else. Right. And it's like, Oh, and, and they can understand like when I look back at the computer screen, maybe they just it's pause over. what they're saying. No, no, no. They, they might just oh. pause what they're saying until I look back and then they continue with what they're saying. And it's like, I don't want to take you out of this. So I'm going to read your cues. So I think, I think it's a, a two sided thing. Like you have to give mm-hmm. some attention people have to understand the attention you're giving, but people also need to be respectful of, yeah. What so that's, uh, yeah. There's that, there's this graph that somebody posted in the context of software engineering, where it was like the productivity, how it goes up and down as you get interrupted, and especially like software engineers, where you're trying to focus on these really complicated problems and trying to hold all the stuff in your head at once. Uh, getting interrupted makes it really hard to get back into the the productive mode. Oh yeah. Yes. Um. So the the last thing I want to touch on, like as far as like one on one, so that's like the cost of interruption is a whole thing, right? And like evaluating whether or not it's worth it, that's something. But then there's other there's this other like weird thing that happens now with you know with our current setup and our current technology that if we're engaged in a one on one conversation, so we we go and we're meeting, like we walk down for lunch or whatever, and we're standing in line for food and we strike up a conversation. Um, there's a whole like social hierarchy of needs that happens there. Like you know we're talking. And I check my and I get a notification, so I check my phone. And when I when I'm checking my phone, what I'm really doing is evaluating whether or not that notification is more important than you in the moment. And so it's really awkward, right? Like when you get something that is, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I have to take this because there's I have a phone call. But if it's a notification that you just need to respond to, it feels it feels a little bit more difficult to break, especially if you're still waiting in line for the next five minutes together, and you're like, I'm sorry, I really have to write this email, and then you're just quiet after you've engaged. That's a higher cost. But I feel like a lot of times it's just like I'm checking. Oh, this isn't, I don't have to respond to this right now. I can put it away. And that's, I argue that the smartwatch has this one use in this scenario where it's really good for that because it makes the person you're talking with with feel less offended if you're checking the phone or checking the watch. I just don't, uh, I, I just don't check if I'm having a conversation with somebody. Like, so the way I think about it is if you were, if, if what, if the conversation is an interruption, then tech is more on the table, right? Cause especially, especially for the person who you interrupted. But if you were, talking to somebody for the sole purpose of having a conversation, you don't get to interrupt it to look at your phone to see what it was. Like if somebody really, really, really needs me, they know how to get a hold of me in a way to know that like they need me now. So I so, think you're okay. So I think you're an outlier. Go in. No, but I, I actually, <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of agree with Andrew on this. 
Um, and I've, oh, what? yeah, nobody expected that one. I kind of agree with Andrew on this. And and to add a little bit of like, you know, sauce to the burrito or fuel to the fire, whatever you want to call it. Um, oh, that's a spicy burrito. The, uh, that's it. The, the counter to Chase's comment about the smartwatch being maybe less disrespectful. There are very few things that signal, okay, I'm done here. Oh my than God. when you yeah. check your watch while you're conversating with someone. Oh, see, because, so I because like, then you send the message of, I'm in a hurry. I don't have time for you. Now, in line, like obviously, it could just seem like you're impatient to get to the food. But at the same time, like just checking your stomach, Phil, using your stomach monitoring app. Right. If you're checking your, you're but checking if you, your watch if you glance at your seconds, watch now, yeah. now, now the the one catch to that is like I can very quickly flip my watch over and like barely out of the side of my eye see the icon in the corner. Mm-hmm. to know, okay, this is just Slack. I can ignore it for now. Or this is an iMessage. I can ignore it for now. Or this is, you know, whatever. I, I have very few things on my phone that are so critical. But if it's a phone call, at the same time, it's kind of nice that I can quickly glance down and see who it is that's calling. Mm-hmm. And, and right away, Sorry, no. I have to take this. Um, so I have a special iPhone buzz pattern for my wife. So I know, like, if she's calling me, I know... That it's her, and also be like, okay, my wife is calling me. I should figure out like this is going to be an important situation. And Chase is gone. He t- took a phone call. Oh, he was serious. Yeah, he, Sarah was calling, <laughs> so she had, he had to step oh. See, but this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, if like there's very few people who I will like interrupt a conversation to check on, just because like I know that if they're calling me, it's probably something important. Right. And I guess, and I think your point about checking the watch is like a really like. So normally it's like, oh, okay, just check the time. How long has it been since this stupid conversation started? But then when there's a potential for notifications to be on it, then it's like doubly more rude. And like I said, I think, I think the amount of time and the amount of effort you give to the, the check can definitely be a signal. Like if you're flipping the watch and then you're looking at it, reading the notification, you know, the, whatever the text messages on the screen, right. like now it's saying like, I've checked the time and I'm completely disengaged with the conversation that we're having over here. Yep. But at the yep. same time, like the quick flip where you just say, okay, I saw the slack. I kind of know that it, I know that it can wait right now. And really quick, you can just go back like without even hardly diverting my eyes from the person who's talking. I mean, yeah. as humans, you naturally move your eye around anyway, when you're having a conversation, you could just as easily have been looking at anything else or looking at the menu real quick, which people do if they're in line. Like I, cause I'm, I'm sure, using the yeah, example you- of like waiting in line to get food. Um, so it's the small talk thing, right? You're like, you're sort of engaged with them, but also you think about like, what am I going to order? Do I have to make sure I get everything for everybody else? But it's because we live in a polite society. You don't want to show people you're doing that necessarily. Right. So we accept like the eye flitting around and like, maybe you can tell they're thinking about something else, but you don't want to be like looking at your phone, like engaged, like, mm, I don't want right. like you don't want, you don't want to put the blinders up, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's less unacceptable if it's very, very brief. Right. And so, so I think that's, that's another example. Like, for me, like, and especially with, with the new iPhone where you can just like raise it and the screen lights up, mm-hmm. like that's really convenient also. Cause I can really quickly flip my phone over and I can just see that I have a notification and put it right back in my pocket. And so, so then it's like, Oh, maybe he was getting a call and all he was doing was ignoring the call to come back to the conversation with me, or he was getting a notification and all he did was wanted to make it stop buzzing in his pocket. And that actually communicates I'm giving you my attention, but at the same time, my attention was actually momentarily diverted to, I want to understand what's happening on the phone and back. I, I, See, I, I think there's, there's a very fine line there where it, it can read one way or it can read another way, totally depending so I, on the amount of effort and focus you, you shift from one to the other. 
I will reach into my pocket and silence a phone, but I won't pull it out ever. I'll just like suffer silently as my phone buzzes against me and curse the person who's calling me while I'm in the middle of a meeting. God damn it. You knew I was in a meeting. How did you not know I was in a meeting? God damn it. It's on my calendar. <laughs> right. Because like pulling it out to the person you're talking to, they don't know what you're doing. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't hear your phone vibrating. I can't hear. If I can hear it ringing and you silence it and you apologize, like that's something different. But if it's just silent and you like just pull your phone out and look at it and do something and put it away, I have no idea what that meant. And to me, you could have been replying to a text message you thought was important or you could be silencing it so you can pay more attention to me. I just don't know. And the tricky thing is that the only way to tell somebody what you're doing is by telling them what you're doing and you can't interrupt somebody to explain the interruption that you just did was for the benefit of paying more attention to them because right. now you've just totally derailed the conversation. Sorry, I ignored you. I'm back now. I was just not, be, I was trying not to be ignored. I tried not to ignore you by being interrupted by the right. thing, which is now interrupted what we were talking about. Yes. Right. So like the ideal, that's like the, the dream of a smartwatch potentially, right? It could be the ultimate tool for being polite. If you could just look at it, see it, it's nothing sure. important and continue without it ever being an interruption of the conversation. But the problem is we just don't have, like, if you look at your watch like that, it's like, it's a weird thing to do. Right. So, and I don't know if that's ever really going to change so because the, it's so easy to get sucked into the notification on it, or it's still like looking at the time, that kind of thing. Right. So, so right here, we're, 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 we've really split the conversation two ways. It's, it's what is the technology you're holding communicate, but also how do you let a, a notification affect the way you're the, the social cues you're giving and how does, how does that change your, um, your outward messaging? Right. And I, the truth is I just try not to let it affect what I'm doing at all. Sure. I just like ignore it. And then when I finish the conversation, I look at it and then you, like, you can tell when somebody really needs you on the phone cause you will start blowing up. You'll get calls back to back to back. Right. So like I was at a, I was in a meeting one day and I got four calls in a row. I was like, what is this? And it turned out there was all just coincidence. It was garbage calls that came back to back, but it was sure. still like, okay, this is an important enough situation. I should look into it. And like, like for, for CJ and I, we have a, a rule that we set up right when we got married. That was I'll call. And if it's really important, I'll call up to twice more. If the phone call comes in the third time, answer the phone because it's an emergency. If right. I call once and you don't answer, just call me back when you have a chance. I assume you're busy. So, right. so I mean, I think little things like that where you have a an unspoken or maybe spoken, well, whatever, a, a preconceived messaging that's you know able to to portray a message or whatever without actually seeing the physical thing. I can know right away if I get three phone calls in a row without even looking to see who the phone call is, it's probably from CJ. And then I know that that was an emergency situation and I'll answer on the third time. I will look at my phone on the third time and if it's her, I guarantee that the first two are from her also. This actually brings up sort of a different topic, which is how having constant access to each other via text message, phone, whatever it is, sort of reinforces the need that you, or the sense that you should have constant access to somebody all the time. Um, and so that can lead to all sorts of things like, oh my God, they didn't answer the phone when I called them twice. They're probably dead. When actually like, oh, the phone was just like fell in my pocket and on the floor. So I didn't feel the vibration. Stuck in the couch that, cushion, that, which happens to me all the time. Yeah, me too. But that's a different conversation to have. Sure. Did you, sorry, uh, sorry, since I, I actually did take a phone call and I did yeah. it more worthy than your conversation in the moment. Um, well, okay, can I actually, actually that reminds me of real quick. Yeah. There's also, there's things like that where if you trust the person to be able to make a good judgment about that. Like, like I, you can go ahead and do that. And it's not going to bother me because I trust that you are making the right call in that situation. Yeah. And that, but I mean, if that's, it's a stranger or a coworker. I don't always trust them. So again, that's, this all goes back to that. Yeah. What's the social scenario? What's your relationship with the people? What's the, the culture of the group at hand? And the yeah, three right. of us know that if something is important enough to take us away from the three of us having Each a other. podcast, then <laughs> it, it then it has to be important and that we're not going to just like 
Yeah. Take, I'm not going to answer any random phone number that calls me, but if it's nope. something important, I will take the phone call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, you probably said this, but just so I was going to add in my, my version of the whole, like, how do you gauge whether it's interruptible worthiness or, you know, if it's worthy of breaking conversation. And I generally go with, uh, I check, I leave my phone in my pocket because I don't wear a smartwatch. I didn't, like, for a little bit. I thought it was advantageous to have the watch. Apparently not. You guys have worn it more than I have, or at least Ian has. Um, but I leave my phone in my pocket, and if I get, like, two to three two text messages i might consider checking it three in a row i'll definitely check it or two phone calls back to back i'll check it and i think that's pretty okay yeah cj will call three times third call means it's an emergency oh yeah i always go with second calls let's try again and so recently we've had this thing like where aubrey will call twice i'm like what's the matter and she's like hi dad (laughs) oh yeah hi honey yeah but it's it's so rare that it happens you know like two or three times total anyway if i'm blowing up like you like you can tell something's happening because like your phone is going crazy yes exactly but i was as i was telling you sometimes like that happened to me and it was nothing it was just total coincidence garbage stuff all at once oh yeah but that the likelihood of that happening often is very low right 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 you can cool. find show notes for this week's episode at interface.fm slash 39. Uh, while you're there, follow us on all our social channels. Make sure you're subscribed, all that good stuff. And we'll be back next Monday and every Monday. Like clock clockwork. Like clockwork. There it is. You're welcome. before somebody realizes you can make these things like skin tone and sells like five or eight different skin tones i don't know because that's that's the, like, like you make the 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 here headphone you make it like pink or black or whatever and that way like, you can't see you make it, it, right? it like it's people colored <laughs> yeah i don't mm. understand why nobody's done that yet so, so why, why, i bet somebody makes skins for the airpods already and you can oh, probably that, get one that, you can probably get one in that there. is a disgusting name for that airpod skin color no, no, no. Actually, calling it a skin is disgusting. No, like, like you put like a skin on a phone or a laptop or whatever. Like, you know, like a decal. No, I, no, but, I, I know exactly what you mean. But calling it skin when it's skin colored is horrifying. <laughs> Ooh, it's got kind of like it feels just like skin when I touch it. <laughs> it's one hundred percent mammoth. AirPod wrapper is better, but even but even when it's like flesh toned, like that just still kind of freaks me out. Oh, these are really ugly. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go back to work. All right. Oh, yeah. Me too. Enjoy looking at your skins. <laughs> yeah, I have them all stretched. So I have them stretched up and just hanging down in the basement. <laughs> Great. Put the lotion in the basket.